Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfect. Oh, mercy. Five, four, three, two, one. The World Series has come to Houston, and Game 1 goes to the visiting team. Welcome into the Mass on All Access podcast, everyone. Bobby Blanco, Paul Mancano from Minute Maid Park. And the Washington Nationals have escaped Game 1 with a 1-0 lead in the Fall Classic. And, Paul, a lot of big, big moments coming into this game all throughout the whole game from the big star players. It was a classic, I think, almost to start off this fall classic yeah. with so many big guys stepping up on both sides, a back-and-forth kind of affair. The Nationals take, come back from a 2-0 lead, take a 5-2 lead, and the Astros come all the way back, come within a run, and, and it was a tense moment down to the last out. It was an outstanding game. I yeah. think, like, regardless yeah, it really was. of – even if, even if the Nats had lost that game, I think we would still be able to say the same thing. Um, this would be a much different podcast if they had lost the game. It would be a me. very different podcast because of – the way that they would have lost, which is blowing the lead. Yeah. Um, but still, it was an outstanding game. I mean, the, the performances that you got um, from Juan Soto, and we'll get into him later, the fact that Max Scherzer um, once again had first inning troubles, which has been a weird theme for him this postseason, mm-hmm. and then settled down and was fine. Um, the fact that Daniel Hudson and Sean Doolittle are nails. Yep. Um, and... The fact that they got an outstanding inning from Patrick Corbin. I mean, they it it like I feel like with the Dodgers series, it's going to take every single ounce of the Nationals to beat this Astros team. Yeah, and they got everything. Not perfect, but they needed and talk about a team win. Everything, every phase of the game had to go well, and pretty much every phase of the game went. Well. Yeah, I think it's going to be a combination, like you said. They're going to have to the Nationals have to do. Play almost flawless baseball. Yeah. And then we'll also, David Martinez is going to have to push all the right buttons, which he did tonight mm-hmm. and which he has done throughout this postseason. But, yeah, if I would have told you going into game one, Max Scherzer versus Garrett Cole, and Max was going to throw 112 pitches, give up two runs in the first inning, and only get through five innings, you probably would have chalked this one up as a loss for yeah. the Nats and, and going, all right, well, you got Strasburg going in game two. But, no, the offense picked this yeah. guy up, their ace, up in game one when he was just laboring. to get The fact that he even got through five, I, I think, was surprising because he was almost coming up on 100 in the fourth. Yeah. So it's like, how can you really run this guy out here one more inning? They did. He got through it. And, and Ryan Zimmerman, Juan Soto, twice comes up big to give the Nationals some offense. And against a guy in Cole who you've mentioned on Mass on All Access today, Hadn't lost since May 22nd. <laughs> the, the Astros haven't lost one of his starts since July. I mean, it was just an unbelievable performance against the best pitcher in the second yeah. half of the season uh, in all of baseball. How many times this postseason have we said, and the second half of the season, the, you, if you were to look at the stats of this game or look at one aspect, you would say that the Nats would lose that game. Right. You know, the fact that look, – look at the wild card game. Yeah. If you, know, if you were to tell me that Max Scherzer would get – uh, give up two home runs in the first inning um, and that the offense wouldn't score until the eighth inning, you would say that they lost that game. Right. The, you know, the the games against the Dodgers, um, the, the Scherzer start against uh, the Dodgers, I think of. Like, but for whatever reason, like, we have never seen a Nationals team that has gelled this well, no. that has played this well from behind. 
I don't know if I've ever seen a team that plays this well from behind or has as much mojo and as much confidence that they're going to win a game. Like if if they're if they're leading in a game in like a playoff game, I feel like I have a hundred percent chance they're going to win. If they are down in a playoff game, I feel like there's a hundred and ten percent chance right. they're going to win. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like the the two uh, that you know they they go down two nothing in the first inning. It's like nothing. It, it, there's. You, you had no doubt that they would at least put runs on the board to make it a game. Mm-hmm. At least. It is insane the, the amount of confidence this team has that they're going to be in every single game. And more often than not, they're going to win these. Yeah. And in that uh, first base dugout, you think for the Astros, if, on the opposing side, if you said you would have given Garrett Cole a 2 nothing lead after the first yeah. inning, <laughs> and he was only going to throw 106 pitches and go through seven, only striking out six, you would have felt very comfortable with that, thinking this is going to be a W. But not just Max being able to – and we talked about this before, Paul, on the podcast. Some Things are going to go wrong throughout the postseason. How can you weather the storm? Max weathered the storm yeah. through the last his last four innings and, and was able to put up zeros uh, for the Nationals. And then also, you know, the Nats' bullpen, while had some bumps for pretty – was nails the rest of the way. Tanner Rooney gave up a home run. Um, um, I believe, uh, uh, let's see, Daniel Hudson gave up a run too as well. And Adam Eaton almost had that ball, a fly out right here into, into right center. Inches from his glove. It hit the side of his glove. But, again, like you said, I, I don't never seen a team like this Nationals team, I'm talking about the Nationals specifically, that can just pick itself up at yeah. all times. And no matter what they're facing, what adversity they're facing, they pick themselves up playing behind against a, all-star caliber, Cy Young caliber pitcher like Cole is not, does not phase them. We heard Juan Soto in the post-game uh, press conference saying, you know, he was learning from him as he felt so comfortable in that second at bat against yeah. Cole because he was like, I know he's going to throw me. And sure enough, hits that choo-choo train over there. And, and this team is just not back down this postseason. And why would you expect them to do it? Maybe the rust, the, yeah. the couple days off. But I, without, you know, that, that first inning aside, they came in and guns blazing. And this Astros lineup, I mean, the the, the Dodgers lineup was, was pretty darn good, mm-hmm. but this Astros lineup is one of those lineups that you look at and it's like every single guy that comes up is like an, oh, brother, here we go right. kind of guy. The Nationals lineup has been that type of lineup. I mean, yeah. it felt like Juan Soto was like on deck like eight times in <laughs> yeah. this game because you were always just counting down until, you know, they barely needed to turn the lineup over because you were getting – such, you know, Anthony Rendon didn't went 0 for 4 in this game. Didn't mm-hmm. really have a good at bat. He struck out in three pitches in the first inning, and it did not matter because Juan Soto was so good. 0 I mean, for 3, but yes, 0 for 3. Fielder's yeah. choice, but yeah, I see your point. Oh, right, it would have right, been, right. been a double play. Um, I mean, it, it, the way that this team, that this offense especially, has been able to just perf- if they have a single at bat left in this game, in any game, you know, you you have belief that they're going to do something. Yeah. I mean, it feels like, you know, in, in game five against the Dodgers, it was like they had, if they had out bat, at bats to spare, if the game was still going on, the Nationals were still in the game. Yeah. Um, and this was a different scenario, obviously, them playing from ahead as opposed to behind. Um, and they just, it, it felt like, you know, they're just counting down the outs. And it's yeah. like. Which is stressful. <laughs> incredibly stressful. And it's just like. It, it felt like a, a game of – because you knew that the Astros were going to put on runs. Yeah. So it felt like a game of, like, all right, just watching, like, two 
y- you know, like uh, at the carnival, the squirt guns, yeah. where you're like shooting racing, things up, li- yeah, yeah. Or, or like the same thing with like the horses, like yes. racing across, like yeah. It felt like one was the Astros runs and one was the outs. It's like which can get to a higher count yeah. at this point, yeah. Um, and the Nats just barely, and the the amount of runners that the Nats relievers and Nats pitchers stranded yeah. on base in this game um, was crazy. But wow. Yeah, uh, seven out of no, excuse me, sorry, DH in the American League, eight out of the <laughs> nine hitters in the Nationals lineup tonight reached base. The only one who didn't was Howie Kendrick, and uh, I didn't point it out fielder over three for Rendon because right. he actually was on base. Yeah, uh, because of the field strike, ended up scoring because he legged out a double play ball, which is which is huge in a game like this. So eight out of the nine guys reached base, and Howie Kendrick only didn't get base because he was robbed of a base hit. From Carlos Correa, um, and I believe in like this fifth inning. So yeah, uh, a great catch. Yeah. So uh, this team that. has come. Uh, that that kind of answers the the rust question coming with the, with the time off. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned the the runners left on base. To me, Paul, like coming in, we didn't get a chance to do a, a pre-series podcast. We mm-hmm. did one after the Nats clinch, but we weren't we didn't know the opposition just yet. But to me, the key of this series, and it kind of it's like a. It's like a, a tree effect. It kind of trickles down. It starts with the starting pitching. Yeah. So much has been talked about about bullpenning using the opener, analytical data nowadays. How you know, you can play the matchups with bullpen arms. Think of how these two teams got here. I mean, these are the two teams that spend the most money on their top three starting pitchers, and then other teams in baseball. Yeah. So it, starting pitchers are their bread and butter. You got Verlander and Strasburg going tomorrow. To me, the the key is can the starting pitchers and Max did this tonight. Can the starting pitchers get out of jams mm-hmm. and get deeper into game with their team avail- able to take a lead? Yeah. Um, and then conversely, can the opposition take advantage of the small opportunities, the few opportunities they're going to get against this tough pitching staff? Right. And we saw Max get out of it. We saw the Nats take advantage of Gar- the opportunities that Garrett Cole gave yeah. them, and that ended up being the difference maker tonight. And in the ALCS, I know a lot of the conversation on the Yankees' side was – if they could only get hits with runners on base or mm-hmm. runners in scoring position because they left so many runners out there and runs on the table. The thing is, that's what makes the great pitchers great. Yeah. Is not, it's not just that they have shut down innings, one, two, three innings. Yeah. It's when they face a better lineup that they bend and don't break. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so, so, you know, you can kind of like throw your hands up and, and blame the offense when they don't cash in on those situations. But you have to credit the pitchers for getting out of those situations right. just as much, if not more. Yeah. Um, and a- after the game, Daniel Hudson, the fireman, was saying, <laughs> um, you know, he feels like a lot of those situations when you come on, a reliever comes on to try to put out a fire um, with runners on base can be fluky, yeah. um, which is true. But also, I mean, it, it's a combination of things. It's the fact that. Davey Martinez waited until just the right time to bring in Daniel Hudson with two outs in that inning. He waited until there was two outs in the eighth inning to bring in Sean Doolittle. So it was a fresh hitter, and all he needed to do was get get the one out um, to get out of the inning. So yep. it was a combination of Davey pulling the right moves there. And also, you got to give the, the Nats pitchers credit. Like, the, the, the uh, Nats hitters did come up with runners on base and, yep. and cash in, but the Nats pitchers, for, for stranding all those runners – that's more, I think, a positive on their side than it is a negative on the Nat- on the Astros' offense. Right, and and I think a, a key number to take a look at in this series, and I actually don't have it in front of me, but is is left on base by each team. Yeah. You know how many like the the uh, 
Nationals were able to get out of a bases loaded jam late in the game, and that's huge. And, and they scored with runners on base against Cole. So it, that's going to be a very telling, I think, stat for this series, and who's going to come up on top. Again, taking advantage of the small opportunities, the few chances you're going to get against this tough pitching staff. Um, and also, once you get to the, like, the Nationals, if they can get to this Astros bullpen, there's not a single lefty on this bullpen for the for the <laughs> Which Astros. Which is crazy. I didn't know that until Mark Zuckerman told us that at dinner. The not other a night. single lefty on, in their bullpen. Now they have a lefty guy, but he's a right-hander, and he's only their lefty guy because he has better numbers against left-handers. Yeah. So you know that is going to be big for as Dribble Cabrera switch hitter Juan Soto, obviously Adam Eaton. Can these guys come up big in late in the game when they got when you knock out their starters Cole Verlander, Greinke, um, and take advantage late? They did it today. They grabbed a 1-0 league, and, and as the visiting team, as the huge underdogs, that can't be overstated. That's huge. And we got to talk about Juan Soto. Uh, what, three for four did he finish with? Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think he had a net bat at the end of that. Three no, for four, see. right? Three for four. You've got he the struck one out. Actually. He struck out in his first at bat. Then all he did was homer, a double, and a single. He was triple shy of the cycle. Which In his first World Series game. That homer is probably still going um, over the train tracks there. I mean, it got stuck up there. Did you see that? Did you it really? Did you see the picture from that cut four? No. It's like stuck up on that lever on that ledge by where the train is. So like right underneath the train tracks. I want to ride that train before we leave here. Maybe How does that guy who does ride back? the train get up there. I don't. Is there a guy in there? There is. Have you not seen it? Yeah. No, so I didn't. On know. the I big screen, if you see, if I think we get the big screen. Yeah, uh, I believe Amy Jennings, our uh, outstanding camera person today, is uh, getting a shot of this as we speak. Uh, yeah, the. Also, what are, what is all of that in the back? Is the, are That's those glass? What what? No no oh, no. Oranges. Minute Maid those Park. Those are oranges. Minute Maid oh, Park. Oh yeah, there you I go. Guess oranges. That makes sense. Um, yeah. And then as as Amy's panning, if you see that wall where they keep the scoreboard, they're gonna but they might rename that Juan Soto wall after this series because, he, uh, and look, we he talked about it in post game two. I had a video of it on, on and Mass Nationals Twitter and my own tw- Twitter oh. account. The Nationals are aiming for that wall. They are trying to go to left field, both as right-handed hitters and left-handed hitters are trying to go opposite field because it is shallow and it is not that tall. And Mark Zuckerman also pointed out when we were out with him that it's like the same distance as Fenway, just not nearly as tall. So it is easy to get out there. And Juan Soto, already a great opposite field home hitter, is looking to go that way. And you saw, you know, if this roof was open, it would have left the ballpark. Yeah. Which is insane. No question. Um, I have, I mean, it is un- obviously unprecedented everything that he has done at this age, everything that he has done in the postseason at this age. To have that, I mean, when he comes to the plate, you have immense confidence that he's going to do well. Mm-hmm. Immense confidence, and which is insane because yeah. that is how confident he is in every single at-bat. He is a patient hitter. He's a, a, He acts like an experienced hitter. I mean, he is... Almost as good a hitter. All of the the talk, a lot of the talk around the Astros coming into this was like also Michael Brantley, who's a a great, uh, he's got a great eye, one of the best eyes in baseball in terms of seeing pitches and then knowing which pitches to hit. Juan Soto has one of the best eyes in terms of seeing his pitch. He hits the high fastball better than anybody, which is was perfect against Cole because. He uses like an inside change up or inside curveball and a high fastball, and he hit the high fastball. I mean, Juan Soto is uh, had an absolutely outstanding game, yeah. and at at 20 years old, I'm struggling for words. Obviously, it's, it's but tough. it is, I mean, it is it's, he's that good. He's incredible. It, it does not make sense. Yeah. The the wins that this team has rattled off do not make sense, and Juan Soto's production at this point 
absolutely do not make sense. I saw on Twitter throughout the night that apparently on the Fox national broadcast that Tom Verducci mentioned in his conversation with Nats hitting coach Kevin Long that Kevin Long guaranteed, <laughs> guaranteed that Juan Soto, if, if Cole threw yeah. him a high fastball, Juan Soto was going to hit it out. And sure enough, that's yeah. exactly what happened. This kid is unbelievable. And he called a shot, according to he your Twitter. He called a shot. Yeah, I, again, if you Bobby underscore Blanco or at Mass and Nationals, I think we tweeted on both accounts. But the workout here yesterday afternoon, he's talking with Kevin Long out on the batting cage, and he they were both doing this yeah. motion towards left field and you, that's they were that's what they were working on they were trying to pull the ball and loft it over that short wall and i mean he not only got it into the stands he got it up and over onto that 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 was that would have been out at fenway too obviously yeah but he crushed the ball that's what they're trying to do so that, look at that weak spot throughout the series every game here at minute may park that's what they're trying to aim at and, and then he, he talked about also this is how incredible this kid is he talked about a spring training matchup he had against Garrett Cole this season that he remembered how Garrett Cole likes how to pitch. That's incredible. <laughs> he thought it's October. It's October. <laughs> like twenty-year-olds don't think that. Yeah. Can't don't remember that far back. You know, it's insane that he picked that one out bat and was like, "I'm going to remember that." And then, sure enough, he's seeing him in the World Series and yeah. he knew exactly what to do with that ball when he saw it. I can't help but think of the all the things I forgot on exams that I had learned five months earlier. When I was a twenty, I forgot what we were talking about in our spring training <laughs> podcast. Like, how does oh he, yeah, how does he remember we're training? A, a pitch? Are you kidding me? Yeah, how does he remember the specific pitches that Garrett Cole yeah. was throwing him? So, I mean, again, he's just an unbelievable talent, not phased by the big stage. And Houston, America, this is Juan Soto. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, and uh, obviously, great performance by the young guy and the vets too yeah. in this game. Um, Nationals have one of the. It is crazy to think that they have a twenty-year-old and. Robles is 21-22, and they still have one of the the oldest, if not the oldest team by roster in baseball. Um, what a feel-good story for Ryan Zimmerman. Unbelievable. It took him 15 years yep. to get to the World Series, and his first at-bat smacks a homer to center. Yep. Um, and then the other veteran on the mound, Max Scherzer, settling in after I, – I don't know what his first inning troubles have been. I'm guessing it's overhypedness. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, like, pumping fastballs at, like, 99, 100, and I'm guessing it's just he can't quite locate them exactly where he wants. Yeah. Um, that double that he gave up in the first inning, was like it was a 1-2 pitch, and it was up in the zone. It felt like he might have missed his spot there because it was, it was a great shot by Gurriel, but probably a little bit too hittable at that point. Um, but then just like he has done all postseason, just totally settled in, and yeah. it – once he is in a groove, he has been unstoppable, which is, uh, you know, against the traditional rules, which is the more times you go through a lineup, the more times they're going to see you, the better they're going to face against yeah. you. It's not been the Max Scherzer Yeah, yeah. I saw Dan Coco mention that he seemed like he didn't have control of his off-speed stuff. So then he was just relying on fastballs. And that's just guts and determination to yeah. get out of those five innings. When you didn't have feel of your other stuff. Yeah. And just rely. I think he sneaked in a couple good sliders later in the innings because people, because guys were waiting for that fastball that they knew he was only throwing that. Yeah. So he got lucky there. But you're right. I mean, he's just unbelievable. And you talk about a guy who's just, just giving everything he can out there every single time. He's not the only one, obviously, but right. you can just tell the fact that he was able to punch out 112 pitches in just five innings, you know, and only give up two runs. Yeah. He wanted it. He wanted it bad. He was giving his teams everything he could. And, and it worked out for him. He got the W. Yeah. Um, and his team is up one nothing in the World Series. And you could feel it was palpable. Um, 
I was inches from him, and he stared directly into my eyes, and I was horrified <laughs> yeah. during the post-game uh, media availability in the clubhouse. But he was, you could feel, you know, before games, you can often feel that he's incredibly intense and, and angry, yeah. Mad Max. But this was intense, but in deeply happy, yeah. like deeply content that he was able to get the win. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, an outstanding performance by him. Great to see Patrick Corbin also. Uh, yeah, he got his one inning in. Yeah, two strikeouts. He looks fantastic. Davey has still not committed to a Game 3 starter. We could maybe assume that now it's going to be Anibal Sanchez yeah. and, and Patrick Corbin will get pushed back to Game 4. Which you feel fine about. Well, yeah, I mean, either way. Yeah. You can go, and especially if Patrick Corbin's going to help you win Game 1. Yeah. That's what you do. You know, yeah. that's what you, you go all in. It's the World Series. Yeah. Every game matters. Like you, you, you win the game that you're playing today, you worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. And um, they're off on a great foot right now. That Steven Strasburg takes them out tomorrow. One more note before we get out of here. I, yeah, I, yeah. I want to say about Zimmerman. I mean, just like my heart just <laughs> leaps for joy for him. I, you know, I get choked up seeing him trot the base. He said he felt like he was floating around the bases. Uh, it was it was such a surreal moment for him, I'm sure, and his family. And Nats fans everywhere. I mean, obviously, everyone knows what Ryan Zimmerman has meant to this organization, this city, but just a truly special moment yeah. for for him, this team, and and Nats fans everywhere to watch him try his first World Series at bat. He hits a home run, and it's been a nice storyline because you could see it going the other way this season. This, the last couple months of the season, obviously, dealt with injuries all year. Um, doesn't even start the first game of the NLDS. Yeah, um, they had Howie at first and his Drupal at second. It, it seemed like it was maybe shifting the other way where Zim was going to slowly fade into the background yeah. um, and just not make, make spot appearances off the bench or whatever it was going to be. And the fact that he has flipped that script and uh, had now two homers and, I mean, had a, a, like a renaissance. And it's yeah. been, it's been you know, it's been the post-season uh, of his career, yeah. obviously. and. It's just a, an amazing storyline for him. Another thing to mention about him, like, I think goes under the radar, his defense at first base. The way he picks the ball off the dirt to get outs at first base. I, it's I, like no question. It's, it's, you know? it's something that needs to be talked about more because the Nationals might not be here. Think of how many jams they've gotten out of because he's been able to scoop yeah. that ball out of the dirt. I mean, that is just incredible what he's done, and it's been so valuable at first base. So, well... <laughs> Cole, Scherzer, I mean, how do you top that? Oh, Verlander, Strasburg, game two right here at Minute Maid Park tomorrow night. Paul will have all the Masson All Access coverage before the game leading up to Dan and Bo on Masson. We'll also be Masson Nationals. We'll be covering it on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Stay tuned with us all day long. The Masson All Access podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Give us a follow. Subscribe. Spread the word. At Paul Mancano on Twitter, at Bobby underscore Blanco. Shout out to Amy Jennings for helping behind the scenes. And we're we're going to be bringing you episodes after every World Series game throughout this run. So make sure you stay tuned. You're waking up with new episodes, recapping the night before, and previewing the next game. So stay with us throughout this pool season run. For Paul, I'm Bobby. We'll catch you tomorrow night.